Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bracia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Hello. Welcome, Supermamas. Welcome, everyone, to the Supermamas podcast, your favorite podcast, with your favorite hosts, Baricia and Paulina Lopez. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody's having a great time. Before we dive in to our conversation for today, I want to remind everyone to follow us on all our social media, underscore Supermamas on Twitter, Instagram, Supermamas podcast on Facebook. Share this episode with a friend. You can listen in every platform where you get your podcasts. Support us. Please leave a review. Let us know what you think. Don't be so hard on our, on us. We're doing our best. <laughs> What's up, sister? What are you doing? We are all doing our best. What We're am I doing? We're all doing our best. I mean, you want to know exactly what I'm doing? You're always doing like 10 things at the same time. So I'm not, I mean, do I want to know? I'm ordering sheets for my Airbnb. Oh. You know, I'm booked Every weekend for the next 13 weekends. That's awesome. I know. That's Did awesome. you see the pictures of how there's, it's, uh, it's snowing? <laughs> it's, Wild, huh? It's, I mean, let's talk about that because this is, I've, we've been in Los Angeles for the past, what am I going to say, almost 30 years, right? Almost 30 years of our life. And this is the coldest I've been since I've been You know I've what I remember? Here. It's giving me El Nino energy. I remember when it was El Nino, mm. we were in high school mm-hmm. and it was like, and it was cold like this, and it and it snowed. I mean, like I it's listen, literally listen, snowing not, in LA. I am not a I am not a meteor, meteorologist. I, yeah, I can't even say the word. <laughs> well, it's it's crazy. Like this weather, this is not LA weather. I'm just telling you, it's giving me El Nino energy. I'm not telling you it was like El. Nino. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, El Nino energy. I thought El Nino was like Nino? tropical storms and like you know. But don't like, you remember that when it was El Nino, they didn't pass through LA? Can someone fact check me on this? <laughs> I don't even Producer know. Beth, am I <laughs> tripping here? Anyway, it's been raining. It's been crazy. Yes. Not only that, not only that, but like it's it's been snowing. It snowed yesterday in LA. I actually have my two children here in the studio with me. In the studio, in my office with me. <laughs> it's my studio. It is your studio. Because they're... I mean, there's so many trees that fell over all over Los Angeles. I was just walking with them this morning and we went to get a, a hot chocolate because it's been so cold. We went, we were walking on the street around the restaurant and there was like two trees that fell over on Olympic. It was crazy. There, uh, there was a tree that fell in their school. There was no electricity. There's still no electricity today. The school got canceled. I have two children here with me. Yesterday, I went around your house mm-hmm. for work and I was freezing my butt. It was, mm-hmm. I had a sweatshirt, a jacket, mm-hmm. uh, and it was so cold. You know what? It was colder than when we went on our Christmas vacation to the snow. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, I remember when we went on our Christmas vacation to the snow this past, this past, when, this past Christmas. We went to the snow. We were like, we took all of our gear and everything. Remember when we went? We ne- we didn't even use any of it. <laughs> you know, we used it like once. I think we could bring it out and use it right now, and we we would be cool here in Los Angeles. I mean, listen, I have leg warmers, a thermal pant, <laughs> sweater, and then a puffer vest. It's cool. And then what over there at, at where you are yesterday also se cayó la luz, no? Like <laughs> we had a near death experience here at the office yesterday. <laughs> what happened? Okay, PSA, if you touch an electrical cable from the street you can die. So just so you of all course know you this. Can. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I you didn't, didn't know, know this. this no. No, I did not <laughs> know this. I mean, of course, it's not the pasa toda la electricidad for the city. What do you mean? I, I, but why do they have this thing that's so, why, why is this, why is this everywhere in the city? But why? And now every time I drive, all I'm going to think about is this thing falling on me and me dying. Why are there some around schools? There are, there are, there on, on my, where I live, there's certain cities where now everything's underground. You know where everything's underground? In Pasadena. Okay. I was driving yep. there and I'm like, why are there, I don't see 
around these mansions. Es que los ricos. I, 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 apparently, <laughs> that's what you pay for. And I, I, I live in South LA, donde no viven los ricos. I live in, I live in Highland Park, <laughs> Los Sereno. We, there are cables everywhere. There's cables on, on my backyard. That's what so, I yeah, understand. So yeah, I mean, I, I have been asking, I've been asked, I've asked a lot of people. I'm like, is there any way that I can bring those down? It's scary. Ayer, I mean, tell okay. you with the winds, it's really scary. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, I was living my life just happily in the ignorance. <laughs> in ignorance and then yesterday the fire department told me oh no you can't go near that because someone touches that I'm like what huh <laughs> not only huh? that but there was a car right someone's car was around there and they couldn't mm -hmm. even go near the car right because electricity <sighs> let's move on let's talk about I want to talk about good things okay let's talk yeah. about the weather we haven't debriefed and I haven't debriefed on purpose because I want you to tell me everything that happened in MasterChef Junior that I missed with our kids with our children You took our children to a taping of MasterChef Junior and my son. This is the equivalent of a grown man who loves soccer going to the World Cup. Like, <laughs> yeah, my child is so into chefs and cooking. So please tell me everything. Went. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I cannot tell you everything because, you know, yeah. like, um, NDA. Yeah, I, just wanted, I don't want to know what happened in the show. I want to know okay, what happened, okay, with, what happened kids. with the kids. Yes. Okay, well, first of all, our kids, because I took Krista and Sabina and Eddie, our kids were like three out of five kids that were there, aside from the kids that were participating, of course, but there was no children. I wonder why, because their NDAs are not very enforceable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, it's a long day. It's a really long day. I mean, we got there at nine in the morning and we left like at 7 p.m. It was like a full day work. <laughs> They were so excited to get there. Yes, our kids are kids that love maybe because we're in the food industry, but you know, their heroes are like chefs and their adrenaline pumps when there's like chef competitions and they just want to be there. And we got there, we got on a bus, we went to this, uh, to a studio, which was amazing. And we get there, we're in the audience, we were super close. And then Gordon Ramsay comes out, Aaron Sanchez comes out. It was their faces lit up. They were like, oh, my God, like, there he is. There he is. And, you know, me, I was like, "Okay, don't worry, kids. Don't worry. I got it. You know, I will we'll make sure that to talk to you know, to talk to him. They took our phones. They took our Apple. Watch, they took my Apple watch, took my phone. They took everything. I felt lost in an island. I was like, oh, I don't even know what time it is. I don't know what's happening out there. I don't even know. And then there was a part where there was a break for lunch. But right before that, the judges were on the stage. And, you know, me, La Mexicana, I was like, come on, guys, let's go. This is our time. Let's do it. And I run. I love it. <laughs> and I run to him and I was like, hi. And I was like, hi. I'm like, they are your biggest fans. We made it here. We, we're missing school. We're missing work because they really want to come. And, Ed, and Eddie was like, can you please sign my, my, my sweatshirt? <laughs> and he was like, are you sure? You want me to, you know, you want me to ruin your, your sweatshirt? He was like, you're not ruining it. You're putting your signature in it. Oh, and so Gordon Ramsay signed his t his sweatshirt, which actually he signed it in a very strategic place where I thought like, I was very like, that's brand. dope because mm -hmm. his sweatshirt is like bright green. So it was really cool. Sabina like pulls out her shirt and she's like, sign my shirt. <laughs> and you know, he was like, I remember when you and I went to see Enrique Iglesias like a long time ago and yes. we threw clothes yeah, at him. Yeah. Exactly the same. The kids were like, no, sign yeah. my thing, sign my thing. And I love the fact that the kids are not shy. You know, there's in every, in every, in any, if, if anybody has been in a taping like this, there's usually someone that is hyping up the crowd. You know, there's some, usually someone there kind of making things less boring from the crowd, for the crowd. And this guy was doing a trivia. I love the fact that the kids are like raising their hands, participating, yeah. like, you know, fist oh, bumping with adults. Mm -hmm. They all walked out with something because the, the, the guy was like so impressed that the kids were just like out there, you know, being themselves. And they're not the other reason why there's not a lot of kids in the audience is because it's a long day and kids cannot stand still. They just cannot. I realized the whole time they have to be moving. I would take things from them like a bottle because they would like squish it. And then they would find something else and they start squeezing. Like I was like, I know, guys, it's a long day. It's a long day. Come on. We, we got this. We got this. So it was. 
when when the when they were cooking, because there's actually, you know, they are cooking over there, they were like commenting amongst themselves, like, oh, you know, did you see like they put salt? Oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, look, look, oh, oh my God, there's smoke coming out of there. Oh, eh, and they and then they were like really hyping up the participants. They were like, go, go, you know, they were like, come on, go, go. And then they were like just screaming. It was so fun. At the end, all they all like I said, they all walked away with things. They got like a, Krista got a, a, a book. Uh, Eddie got like an apron signed by all the chefs. He because told me he, he told me he won a raffle, and that's how he, he got. But he didn't win a raffle, but there was a raffle. And but because they were the only kids and they were like really into it, the guy was like, "Hey, you know, like here." So he they oh. gave him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, they were really hyped up. They were really... I know, he has his, he has his apron with all the chefs signed and he's like so <laughs> yeah. excited. I'm like, how did you score this? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I was like, come on, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's talk to them. Let's do this. And, you know, and we, we, were, we made ourselves be seen. That's what you need to do. You need to make yourself be seen. You need to get out mm-hmm. there. You need, and that's what I told them. I'm like, if you want something, you got to go for it. Come on, you want this? Let's go. Let's talk to them. Don't be shy. Let's go. And they were like, okay. So we went. I remember at the end, there is a bit that they that they film where they invite kids to participate, right? For the next for the next season. Mm-hmm. And Eddie turns and he's like, can you please sign me up? And I was like, sure. Maybe. I was like, I don't have my phone with me. He was like, can you send my mom the link so that she can sign me up? He's like, I can be there. I will be there. And I said, well, what are you going to cook? He was like, I don't know. I'm not going to cook a mole. Why would you cook? He was like, I don't know. I think I would cook all of my favorite Oaxacan dishes and I was like okay and then Krista was like I would actually be more on the production side <laughs> she's like I think I, I would be on the production I really like the production side and, and so they we already we already agreed on how we're gonna do our company who's gonna do what they want you to be the judge and me? Eddie wants you to be the judge because he says if my mom's the judge then she can give me more points and I can win <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's how it works. I was like, but, you know, we could for sure. We asked, what's the minimum age? Uh, they agreed that they have a year and a half to get ready for this. So we're, we're what we'll was be the there. minimum we'll age? Be there as part- eight. Eight is the minimum age. Oh, he's going to turn eight in March. So then he can totally, I'm going to sign him up. He, he's been asking me to. I'm like, I know you can make a fried egg, but I mean, we have a year to like get you, get you on. I was so impressed. I was so impressed at the dishes that these kids presented. Okay, eight, nine, ten years old. I was so impressed at the at the dishes. I was like, ni siquiera yo puedo cocinar eso. I'm like, I don't even know how to cook that. Like, that's crazy. And those kids are out there, you know, in the kitchen. There's pressure. There's. They were like, mom, it's it's real. They do time them. I'm like, yes, it's real. Yes, it's real. I'm like, the Marisa had told me about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the Marisa had told me about it, that it's real. So they were like, wow. So they were like, Ted. Nine, you know, it was it was very exciting. It was very very exciting for them. They had a really great oh, time. Oh, I love it. Yeah, shout out to Carla, our friend who hooked us up with the the taping. It was amazing to see how our kids are showing to into that into the chef world, which is crazy. But I guess it's normal, right? I mean, they're around food the whole their whole life, so it was pretty. Yes. cool. it's pretty cool. I mean. <laughs> I think there's certain kids who are specifically really into it. He, we watched, so his favorite chef is Michael Voltaggio. He told me. Oh, he told <laughs> Yeah, we talked about all this. We just watched an episode where Voltaggio lost. But you know, I have never seen this child so distraught. What? Se puso a llorar. Se puso a llorar. <laughs> really? Yes. Like he was like actually crying. And was just like, I just can't believe it. Like, he totally won. He deserved to win. Estaba llorando. And oh then, it, like, the show God. wasn't over. And he was just like, and I was like, are you okay? Like, in the beginning, I thought he was just, like, being extra. But then I realized, like, no, he's real. So I just, like, hugged him. I was like, it's okay, honey. Like, I was like, he didn't really lose. We're not losers in the inside. And he was just like, no, mom. Like, I don't understand. Like, he cooked his heart out. <laughs> he was just <laughs> Like, and then he's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. He's like, (laughs) so we had to turn off the TV and I had to like comfort him because Voltasha lost. Because Voltasha lost. I know. And I was like, why is he your favorite? Why is he your favorite chef? I'm like, you know, he has a brother and we're talking about, he's like, yeah. He said, because I don't care what happens. 
I have to put my signature on this plate. And he was like, I really like that. I really like that. He really puts his signature on the plate. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I didn't also, another thing, I never realized that there's like, actually, like there's professional, there's prof- there's professional, como te digo, professional audiences? There's professional audience? Oh. Yeah, actually, there's a, there's like, there's such a thing as a, if you are in, looking for a new career, you can be a professional audience member. So all the people around us were professional audience and oh. they were so intrigued with the kids. They really? were like, who are these children? Like, why are they having these like in-depth conversations about food and what it <laughs> tastes like? And, you know, the timing and the term of the of the meat and the flavors. And, all. and it was so funny to see. And they were they were little mini, like everybody was asking them questions. They were like, oh, we can't wait to see you on the show at some point. They we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be back. And they were so confident about like, we'll be there. We're going to be there. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. You guys can, you guys would totally do this. So it was so fun. I have to play the message that my son, so then I sent a message to Michael because, you know, him and I know each other like that. <laughs> I'm going to play the, the message, the voice message that my seven-year-old son sent to him. Watch. Hi, I'm Eduardo Maitorena, Bricio's son. I just wanted to say, you cut your heart out, and that's all that matters. And even though that you lost, you're still a winner in my heart. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I would have totally cried if I was my, if I was him. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh. Um, does he, has he met him? No, he's never met him. But when he does, he's probably going to lose his shit. I know. <laughs> I got to be strategic about this. Is that <laughs> Michael Barry thinks the problem were like a weirdo. Like, why are you sending me a voice note of your son? <laughs> no, I think that's like, <laughs> that like actually encourages the chefs. It's so cool. It's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute. It was so fun. So fun. So fun. Yeah. So fun. I'm, I'm sad you lost it, but you lost it. You missed it, but. I know. I'm so sad. I, mean, I would have. I would have just loved to seen his face, you know. Yeah. And just he, 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 he just really loves food. Yeah, and also, you know, like it was so cool because at the end, all the chefs approached us and they were like, "Oh hi," you know. They were like, "Oh my god," and they were like, "Thank you for coming." And he was fist bumping everyone, and like he just felt very accomplished when he left. He was like, ah, "That's it." Like. Aww. This is it. This is it. This is what I. This is this is this is the path that I want to. I'm sure <laughs> it's the path that I want either, to take. This is this is the the path that I want to take. And they're either gonna be she, either co- uh, chefs or he said that he also wants to be a critic. Oh yeah, he says he wants to be a, a critic. critic. Yeah, yeah. He he, cr- he he wants to be a critic. You you know. So now every time we have dinner, he's like, "Can you present it to me?" <laughs> every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day you every present day. his update. Every day I present a dish. <laughs> and every day he tells me what he's thinking, like what he's like doing, like how he, how it tastes. I present dishes, breakfast and dinner. <laughs> Aw. Oh, so cute. I know. Anyway, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't, I can't wait. Once the episode airs, guys, we'll let you know. And then audience screaming and, and, and every time the cameras, it's so funny because every time the cameras would like point at us. They would have smiles on their faces. And they were like, <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. So funny. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, we have an amazing episode today, sister. I was very inspired. I mean, I'm every time I'm inspired, but like there's certain guests that I that I just like, damn, you know, like I really love and I really admire. I don't know her in person, but I really cannot wait to meet her. I really that's somebody that I would really love to meet in person or guest this week. Please, sister, tell us who it is. Yes, this week on the show, we have the badass, incredible boss woman, Chingona Sandra Velasquez, who is the CEO and founder of Nopalera. I'm sure everyone knows who Nopalera, what Nopalera is. Nopalera is a sustainable line of botanicals in the bath and body space influenced by the Mexican culture and, of course, the Nopal. She was, her and her company were on the season 14 of Shark Tank, which if you haven't seen that episode, I highly recommend it. We talk about it on the show, of course. So she grew up in California to immigrant Mexican parents. She currently resides in New York where, you know, and obviously living in California and growing up here, like Nopales were just a thing, just part of her life, which really inspired her to jumpstart this company. She really goes deep into everything and 
I think everyone is just going to find so much inspiration and so much respect for this woman. Honestly, you guys are going to love this episode. I, I, I loved it. She's, she's incredible. I don't want to tell you everything about her because you're going to learn more. And I think it'll be better yep. if, if it comes out of her, of her beautiful voice. But yeah, without um, further ado, here is our interview with Nopalera founder, Sandra Velasquez. And stay tuned after for our pick or tip of the week. Welcome to the show, Sandra. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank good to see you guys. Girl, your Shark Tank episode. Before we get to anything, we just need to like <laughs> talk about this because iconic, incredible. I mean, we had a little party here. In my Not a party. I'm not going to lie and say I had a party, but I watched <laughs> party of two, me and my husband. That's legit. That's legit. <laughs> we sat down. I had my glass of wine. I had my Doritos with Tapatio. And I was like, let's do this. That's a party to me. But I was so impressed and honored to call you a friend and to have met you and to know you. And you made us so proud. Can mm -hmm. we talk about this, your experience from your point of view? Well, should we have should we have her introduce herself or no? Oh, right. Yes. She doesn't need to introduce. Well, we've already introduced her. Well, we already introduced no, you. But no need to introduce you. No need Sandra, to introduce you. Yes. But before we get into that, because that's what everybody wants to hear. But for those super mamas that still don't know for some weird reason who you are, <laughs> please tell them who you are, who you live with, where you're at. Mm -hmm. Just all things Sandra. Tell us a little bit about you on your own words, please. Okay, here's a Cliff Notes version. So my name is Sandra Velasquez. I am originally from San Diego, California, which is where I'm at right now in this moment, actually, for work. But I live in New York. I've been in New York City for 23 years, which is a really long time to be away from Chicano Mexican culture. <laughs> but I, I was originally a, a professional musician, so that was what I thought I was going to do my whole life. I was the lead singer of a Latin Latin band called Pistolera. You know, I released albums, I toured, and I had no what? inclination to become an entrepreneur, let alone a beauty brand owner. But here I am. So Nopalera makes bath and body products with Nopal, obviously. That's why it's called Nopalera. And we're in, I don't know, 500 stores across the country and most recently was on Shark Tank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a Cliff Notes version. <laughs> yes. I There's so much to unpack there. You've lived like three lives, basically. Uh, for real. I mean, <laughs> so much. There's so much to unpack. But let's start from what just happened, which is the Shark Tank. A ver, cuéntanos, how did you get there? What is it like? Please tell us everything. Tell us about your experience on Shark Tank. When you apply, I just applied online on the website because I had no contacts or connections. I applied and then I got a call back. And then from that point up until like the time that you film is a long time. Like it's mm -hmm. people don't realize it's months, right? I applied like last March, March of 2022. And I didn't film until July. So that's a really oh, long wow. time of preparation. Girl, that's more than a year. Yeah. It's, it was like it was like the whole year, right? You prepare with the producers. You have video audition tapes. You have to, everything is vetted, right? Like they had to take, send in pictures of my outfit, of my earrings, of my tattoos, of everything. <laughs> of your you tattoos? Know. Yeah, because they For saw legal reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's a long process. Then it's like go time and you're there in the tank and it goes by really quick. They don't let you bring your cell phone into the green room. So I have no idea how long I was in the tank. I could have been in there for five hours. I could have been there for five minutes. It like flies by. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what, like, what is it like uh, when you, do you also have to submit what, like a business plan? Like what, what is it like on that side? I'm always just mm. curious. Mm -hmm. What is it that you need to, that you need to give? Like, what are they looking at? Like, are they looking at your, like your whole life? I mean, basically, yes, because they it's all like liability. They need to make sure I own the formulas. I have the intellectual property. I'm not stealing someone else's ideas. They need to see your financials. It's like, honestly, not different than talking to actual like raising capital from venture capitalists. And so it's like, yes, all of your financials. Let me see your trademarks. Let me see your corporate documents. Send us your forecast. Send us literally the same information that you need to fundraise. And then you have to keep updating them because every time, you know, you're meeting them on Zoom, like every week, every two weeks, and they're like, has anything changed? Have you raised, have you added anyone to the cap table? Like, has anything changed? Have you been sued? Right. So yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of like combing through your underwear drawer, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you just get, so, so from March to July, 
do you schedule monthly calls with them? So they, they follow your journey? Is that what happens? It's like weekly calls. I wish it was monthly. What? It's like weekly. Yeah, it's like a part-time job. People don't realize how much preparation goes into it. And so it's like weekly calls. They prepare you. And every week they give you homework. Okay, so next week we need you to submit your, your final draft of how your pitch, right? Then they help you refine the pitch, right? Because you have to memorize it, right? You're not right. reading from a prompter. Everyone has to memorize their pitch. And so that gets crafted, right? Okay, let's assemble your display. We have to cover our own display. Like they're not paying for that, right? So what? we have to cover What? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, the yeah. network's not helping out with the displays? They No, they're not paying for it. No. Here's some nurseries. If you want to rent some nopales and you want to have them shipped in, like here's some places. So I actually just went to my own nurseries because I was already in San Diego. So I would like drove up to LA. I dropped them off mm -hmm. at the studio. And, you know, I had to like go to around a lot of nurseries to find the like nice looking nopales. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. Wow. Like that were big, right? That were big. That weren't going to look like wimpy. So yeah, they did connect you, connect me with like a photo studio to have my photos blown up, but we pay for it, right? They're not paying for it. So yeah, you cover the whole display. So all that has to get assembled and, you know, vetted. And then it's like the outfit has to get vetted. Then there's a lot of like just more rehearsals. Okay, now practice your pitch in front of us, right? Because everyone, every brand gets assigned a set of producers. And so I had like two women, mm -hmm. they were awesome. And it's all just preparing you, right? Because once you're there, like not everyone has experience being on television or speaking in public or, you know what I mean? Correct. So yeah. it's, it, they have to prepare people. For me, I was very fortunate because I used to be the lead singer of a band. So I'm like, give me the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a, a different experience because you're on a soundstage. And one yeah. thing that no one prepared me for was how dead quiet it was. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, that is scary, nervous. Like, no, there's no, like... There's, there's no feedback, right? There's no, like, oohs and ahs. It's just you. There is no, there's no music. There's no applause. There's no nothing. It's so you really have to bring it. You have to, like, over-emote because this, you're in a dead, silent soundstage. I would love to know how you... I mean, I know you said that you were a lead singer before and you love the microphone. But I think this is different, right? This is, como se dice, negociando tu futuro, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did you prepare for something like that? First of all, like just going on a website and like be like, I'm going to do it, you know, like just putting yourself out there takes a lot. But like, how did you, how did you mentally prepare? How did you get to that space where you were like, all right, let's do it, vámonos. Fortunately, I was also like, so I applied back in March, right, of 2022, And by the time I went to go film, I had already started to actually fundraise for real. So I was already deep in fundraising mode. I was having cold pitch calls. I was having to present my pitch deck. So I was already in that mode. And the hardest thing when you're raising money for the first time is how to value your company, right? People are like, what's the valuation? When, okay, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. And so it's so hard because you have to project into the future, right? Like what you think it's going to become, What is the market size? So I was already deep in that. And that's one of the hardest things I think on Shark Tank is a lot of the brands that go on there are not ultimately going to scale their companies and raise more money because there's no way that they could give away 30% of their company for like $100,000 and then go on to like raise right. more. You know what I'm saying? Because now you've just, mm -hmm. you've just nailed in your valuation at a super low valuation when you do that. So that's the thing. That's like, eso es el chiste, right? That you have to, that's the trick is like, I, I knew that I had a ceiling when I went in there. I couldn't just say yes and like give away 30% of my company for $300,000 because then it was going to prevent me from raising more money, you know, because I was mm -hmm. in a fundraise, right? So that's, that's the trick. So let's back up a little bit because we're talking about what you just did, but let's back up of how you got here. Let's mm -hmm. start talking about Nopalera from how you got there, how you started to your Nopalera. first soap, girl. <laughs> from your first soap to now being where you are, you know, you just told us you were a lead singer. So like, How does a lead singer go from like music to okay. now being like a beauty girl? Yeah, you know, because I live in New York, which is you have to like have five jobs to live there because you can't just have one because it's really expensive. And so even though I was a musician, I always had day jobs. I found myself unemployed like for the first time in my adult life. And so I'm like, I was actually here visiting my parents at the time. So this was like the summer of 2019. Oh, wow. Not so long ago. No. I mean, I oh launched Nopalera in 2020, right? We're only two. Girl. So. I'm here. It's 2019. I'm like, okay, I'm 43. I have no savings. I have student loan debt. I have credit card debt. How in God how did I get here? You know, how is it that I, I'm here at this age and I have like nothing? What do I have to show for it? And so I realized like it was one of those moments where it's like scary, where you're like, I'm either going to take a big leap in a whole other direction 
to right. to create a different reality or I'm just going to go and try to keep doing the same shit over and over. Right. And mm-hmm. so I knew that like with the skill set that I had, there was just no way I could go, go get another quote unquote day job that would somehow change my life. So I was like, the answer is, Ahora te toca, Sandra. Like, this is the chance. It's, it's like how diamonds are made. It's through pressure. It was that pressurized moment. I'm going to have to go and like build something. That's like, that's going to be the only way out. And so that was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to build this brand. I'm going to, I want to build a high-end Latina brand. It's gonna, I'm going to call it Nopalera because I was literally standing here at my parents' house. They have a Nopalera mm-hmm. in the front yard like everyone does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm going to center the entire brand around this plant that we all know, that we all recognize. Right. And that also happens to be this wonder plant. Like, oh my God, we've just taken it for granted. And to me, like all, like the whole divine download was just, I can't believe this plant has been here my entire life. I've been eating mm-hmm. it my whole life. It's abundant. It's resilient. It's sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's mo- it's versatile. And like, it's just been overlooked. And like, what a metaphor for us as a people, right? Like right. just Latinos in this country, just resilient Tats. over here, right? In the corner, just being taken for granted. Like, oh yeah, Tats. you know? So I was like, this is the plant that I'm going to make the whole brand around. Yeah. (laughs) And so I learned how to make soap because, you know, soap is like the gateway drug. You know what I'm saying? It's like common for people to learn how to make soap. And so that was the first thing. And that's how I know I will never be a beauty founder because I don't even know how to make soap. But good to know. (laughs) It's not too late, but it's it's not too late. Wait, Sandra, I I love this, this, this story, but let me back up and I hate interrupting people. I found that I wasn't, but here I am. Okay. Did you move to San Diego or were you still living in New York or were you just visiting your parents? Yeah, I was still living in New York, just visiting my parents. Now, I know how connected you are to your ancestors, how connected mm-hmm. you are to your spirit, how centered you are. This is just a part of your spirit is very, very connected. Was this just really a moment where you just, again, pressure, what am I doing with my life? What's happening? And you look out and it just hit you that that vision, that really is what happened. I want to go back to that moment because mm-hmm. it's so special. I know. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it really was like that. Probably if you go, if I could rewind time, it maybe was like two week period, but it was very much like a moment in time. And once I real, once I had the idea, it wasn't like, oh, let me sleep on it. Let me think about it. Oh, I don't know. I was like, no, this is what I'm doing because I, I was this moment of how come no one else has already done this? That was the feeling that I legit had. I was like, how come this doesn't already exist? And then I felt a responsibility. Then I felt like nervous, like, oh, damn. I have to do this because if I don't do this and it's not like Latina owned, it doesn't come from us. Then like Johnson and Johnson or Procter and Gamble is going to come and try to do this and it's going to be hella inauthentic. So it really was a moment. Also, because I was my day job was at that time I was unemployed before I was unemployed. I was working in sales for other brands. And so I was in stores and I was like seeing what was going on in stores. And I'm like, okay, Mm, I see like I see like Shea Moisture. I see Nubian Heritage. I see Alafia. Like I see the African brands like taking up shelf space. Where in God's name are the Latinos? Mm-hmm. There are more of us in this country than anyone else. Right. And I'm like, how come I just don't see us? Like, where are the brands in Spanish? Mm-hmm. When you call any customer service agent in this country, it's para español presione dos. It's not like for French, press two. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Like, why are we not already there? And why has this not been done? So I'm like, okay, it's going to have to be me. Yes, big jump from like, you know, lead singer to beauty brand. But in Pistolera, I was doing, the, it was the same mission. I was singing in Spanish. It was like promoting culture. It was like telling our stories. And so it was like, I just moved the mission over to a product. It wasn't right. like all of a sudden I became bold with my, with my mission. It was like l- the same. And then thank God, because then COVID the car changed. And- like the, I, it, you were still driving it. Yeah. I love it. I love, I mean, there's just so much, right? I think you say it's never too late. You can make your own path. Mm-hmm. You can literally decide in one moment in time that you're going to change everything. I think people are always like, well, you know, if this happens, I will do this. If this, And, and it only takes one moment, one decision and action. Because you could have said, oh, I love that Nopal. Oh, how come nobody was going to let me go and keep <laughs> looking for a job? You know what I mean? And see what happens. But you said, no, I have this. I know this happened. And then I have to take action. I think that is so important that we highlight that because I'm, I'm really good in my faith. I'm really big on my faith too. And people are like, pues que Diosito me ayude. I'm like, yeah, pero también ayúdate tú. Uh-huh, yeah. You cannot stand still and just be like, things are going to come. You know, nope. like you have mm-hmm. to, you have to keep moving. You have to like, mm-hmm. it's just the, the, the beauty of the movement of, of, of just like the way the energy flows and moves around. It's just, we can't, you, you can't, st- you should stay still to think, but then like, make a movement, you know, and it's not, and that's what you did. And I, and I love that because you change, you pivoted, like you said, it's the same mission, just, it, it just looks very different. 
And I think that that's really inspiring because he doesn't have to look like it looks right now. You can create a whole other alternative life just being yourself still and, you know, creating and believing in your mission and in the mission that you have. I love that. So 2020 comes and you're like, let me get this Nopal and make soap. You learn how to make soap. Google University, YouTube University, go. I want to hear the rest of the story. Yeah. I So I learned how to make soap. And then I learned, I enrolled in formulation school. So there's a, a school called Formula Botanica that's based in the UK. And I got served an ad on Facebook. And thank God, like they were targeting me because I was like searching for ingredients, right? So like the internet <laughs> See? knew. All right. Hi, uh, shout out to targeted ads out there. Okay. <laughs> I miss those days when like they knew who, you, who we were. You know, facts. Yeah. So I enrolled in formulation school and I studied formulation for like nine months while I was working on the brand because I didn't really know what the products were going to be yet. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I was like, am I making skincare? Am I making shampoo? I don't really know what I'm making yet. I just know what the mission is, right? The mission is like, I'm going to build this bold Latina brand. It's going to be, I'm going to make it irresistibly gorgeous so that even white people want it, right? Like you're just going to want it because it's beautiful, but, but, but like low key secretly, all of us are going to know exactly what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all the Latinas are going to see themselves in it right away, but it's going to be so aspirational that other people are going to want it just because it's beautiful. They're going to be interested, right? And intrigued. And so, you know, in formulation school, I had to learn how to make all sorts of things to pass. And then ultimately I settled on Bath and Body because... It's, I just felt like that's really where the opportunity was because skincare is so oversaturated and so many beauty founders want to go to skincare because everyone everyone wants to do skincare. But I legit don't really have a passion to fix people's faces. Like, that's not what I want to be known for. Like, <laughs> oh, thank God, Sandra, you know, nos quito las manchas or like, you know, like your wrinkles. Like, that's not the impact that I want to make in the world because also people are already doing that really well. Like the big brands yeah. are already doing that really well. So for me, I was like, I can really get behind like the ritual of what happens in the in the shower and just that. And also just personal care in general to me is like so practical because all of us take showers, right? Like we all wash, we all brush we our teeth. We hope. Not my okay. kids. We hope. We Not hope. my kids. <laughs> Not my kids. Uh, we can dream. So I like that concept because I'm also just very like a practical person, honestly. Like I don't like to make stuff just to make stuff. It has to be used. Like what's the purpose? So yeah. And then I built all through that, right? Through 2019, going to 2020. And then the pandemic happened and I was like, well, this train is moving. So it did not occur to me like, oh, there's a pandemic. Let me let me delay the launch. Or I was like, no, the packages are on their way. My house looks like a freaking warehouse now. And so we're, we're going to go. And luckily it worked out because during the pandemic, we all ended up being home. And so everyone was ordering everything to their house. So the minute I turned on the web store, it was like the orders. And you were in New York. In New York. Yeah. And I was shipping everything from my Brooklyn apartment, still making the things in my apartment. My boyfriend was my shipping manager. My local post office like hated us. Mm -hmm. They were like, why do you bring us these boxes every day? Who are you people? But that's that's how it started. And then eventually, obviously, like really soon, like within the first three months of business, I outgrew my house because I needed to get my kitchen back for like actually cooking and not like a lab. And so I had to go find a little studio. Were you making these soaps or were you did you source them out to a company? I didn't know how to find a company. Felicia. Like I was such an industry outsider. I was like, I'm just going to have to make the damn things myself. Because I don't even know how to find a co-packer. So, so I did made you, you found molds? I had custom molds made. With your logo. So I drew the nopal, like the shape yeah. of our soap. Mm -hmm. I drew that. Like I literally just traced one from my parents' yard. I was like, okay, this is the penca. And then I, I found, then I had to go find someone who made molds. And then I had molds made. And so I was pouring the soaps by hand in my house for the first year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What? I had no, I did not know. And you were stamping each one of them or did the mold already come with the image? No, the mold comes with like a debossed. So like the soaps don't have a logo, but the lotion bar does have a little logo and you have to order the molds like that way. So yeah, so I don't, we're not stamping, but we are hand pouring. So it's like making cupcakes. Oh, I could have swore. I could swear that my, my soap has your embossed in it, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm just tripping and imagining that. Okay. never mind. Okay, go. <laughs> Yeah. So it took me all year, all the first entire year to find a, a co-packer. And that was a huge milestone. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe someone can make these and not me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. So then after a year, you found the co-packer. Yes. And then I was able to like get out of the hospital scrubs. I was literally living in hospital scrubs, like covered in oils all day, you know, like <laughs> in my studio. So that was like a great way to close out the first year, just 2021. And we did over half a million in sales that year. So that was also, you I surpassed did half my, a, what the, what? You, you did 500K out of your, out of your apartment? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of soaps. That's a lot of soap. Oh my God. Tell me about it. <laughs> 
It's like, how many enchiladas have you made, Bricia? Like, can you, can you I count? Mean, <laughs> uh, at this moment, did you have someone assist you? I did have to hire an assistant to help me. I had to train them, right? Which again, it, it's so hard when you're doing everything yourself. You have to stop Girl, and like, yes. teach something. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you have to stop and teach something to someone. And so that was a good learning experience. So like it really taught me to like create SOPs, which is like my least favorite thing to do in the world. But I was like, it has to be done. I have to like write out SOPs for everything. How do you do this? How do you make that? And then, yeah, I had to hire assistants to come and basically help me make the soap. But I was the only one that was making. For, you know, asking for a friend. I mean, obviously I know what SOP means, but (laughs) for those that don't know what SOPs are, can you elaborate? Yes, an SOP stands for standard operating procedure and it's just literally directions. So how does Como una one, receta. how does one, yeah. How, like, tell me how to make the mole enchiladas, right? Like tell me how to close up your restaurant at night, right? It's just a step-by-step, like, don't forget to turn off the lights, put up the chairs, do this, do that, do that in this order. And so you have to create a sheet for that, for like literally everything in your business. How do you ship yeah. an Amazon order? How do you talk to customers when they complain? How do you, whatever. It's like a manual. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I, I want to like uh, just ask something because there's a lot of people out there trying to start a business and then you said, turn on the website and it just started selling. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. how did you put the word out there? How, how do I turn on my website and I started, do I just sit back and wait for people to show up? No, you don't. You do the, pre, you do the pregame work. The You do the tasty drip, right? So... Once I had the the logo, then I started to... The soft you know, first, launch. Yeah, the soft, soft launch. Just telling people, posting it. Like I opened the Instagram account, right? Like if you go back to the very, very first Novaleta Instagram post, it's like a render. Because like I didn't even have product photography, right? So I just had a render. <laughs> like here's what it's going to look like. And then... Here is what it might days, look like. Yeah, it might look like this. It's going to look different in real life. And I started to run targeted ads because those were the sweet days of when you could run targeted ads where it was like, show this goddess logo to Latinas who live in Dallas, Houston, Austin, Chicago, Los Angeles, who like, you know, Gelaguetza, salsa, mole, human <laughs> rights and travel. And it would do that. Right. <laughs> and it would do that. And so those and no days pales. are over. And no pales, right? <laughs> And so hopefully I was attracting the people that were already aligned, those women that could see themselves, right? They're like, oh, I know, I know what this is. And so I had like 800 people on my email list before I launched. So when I launched, I had someone to launch to. Mm. And so that, and so then it's just snowballs, right? Because then those people start to get their orders. They start like posting pictures of their unboxing mm-hmm. and then it kind of spreads from there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is beautiful. You did an incredible job. I'm a customer not only online, you can look up my orders if you want, but also, <laughs> also uh, every time I go to Joshua Tree, there's a couple little stores where I grab them because I know mm-hmm. how important it is for the product to move in stores and not just online. So every time I try to see it in a retailer, I go ahead and buy it on the retailer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you for sharing all of that. Brisa and I are always very open about the struggles of running a business. And mm-hmm. when we took over the restaurant many, many moons ago, there was none of this. No one was sharing information. There was mm-hmm. no one to talk to. There was no one to ask any of these questions. And we were just like, ah, you know, running around trying to figure out how to survive. And I think it's so important that we share this with people because... I think people don't realize, well, one, what's the, what it takes, how much work yeah. it is behind yeah. it, but also that it is possible and that yes. whatever you want to do, there's just certain things that you need to do along the way to mm-hmm. create whatever it is that you want to create. And sometimes they just don't even know where to start. So mm-hmm. that's, this is why we, you know, we love to um, share stories like yours because people, even if they're like, ah, I probably want to do something, pero no me da miedo or something, mm-hmm. then they're going to mm-hmm. listen to your story and be like, no, I can do it. Okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. let's go. So, mm-hmm. and that's what we need. We need more Latinas putting businesses out there. We need to like, mm-hmm. you know, get louder. We need to create more mm-hmm. things. We need to, we need to just, you know, show our, um, the, the power that we have and, mm-hmm. you know, be the next people on Shark Tank like Sandra. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, you know, one thing I always want to remind people because a lot of people out there like want to start a business, but they're like, oh, I don't have money to do that. Okay. So I had no money because remember I was unemployed, (laughs) student loan debt, credit Mm -hmm. card debt. I am a mom. How much money in debt did you, how much in debt did you have? I had $86,000 in student loan debt and 30,000, like 30 to 35,000 in personal debt. Jeez. 
Yeah. And no savings, right? Because again, I had just you been can't surviving. have savings. Yeah. 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 And a child. My daughter was 13 at the time. Now my daughter's 15. Teenagers. Ya they trabaja. need stuff. I know, right? Now she does. She works for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's my research assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go. I need you to go research the market. No, 13 year olds need a lot. Yes. And they eat a lot. They eat a lot. But they eat so much. Like, my 11 oh year old eats a lot. I don't know. Yeah. No idea. No idea. I know. It goes like disappears. But my point is that I use my credit card. I use my American Express card to fund everything. I paid for my branding on my American Express card. I asked for payment plans wherever I could. And so I just like to tell people that, again, transparently, because there's you don't have to wait for all the money to arrive for you to begin. You just need to take the step forward and then figure it out as you go. It, it, I love I love talking numbers, too, just because mm-hmm. I always talk about my personal debt and like our mm-hmm. personal struggles, too, just because there's so many people out there with that and they think like that's it. Yeah. And they can never escape, but the, yeah. you are such a tr- an example of what can be done with sheer just resistance mm-hmm. and God-driven action of like connected to your mission and what you needed to do. And I know that it's really hard. I mean, sometimes I find difficult this this whole thing, like do what you love, right? And like, mm-hmm. it'll come, mm-hmm. right? It's really yeah. difficult because sometimes you're like, I don't know what I love. I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what it is. And it changes. That can change too. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. for you, it's just, I think if you, your passion isn't to make soap, then your passion yeah. is to contribute to the culture. Your passion yes. is to elevate our, Latin, our Latinidad in a different level. I, I, The tweet that you put out, I love so much. Why people don't blink at a cost of a French soap, right? There's a French oh soap and it's like, mm-hmm. what, I'll pay $30 for a French soap. Mm-hmm, but you get to mm-hmm. see a Mexican soap, you're like, mm, two ninety nine. Mm-hmm, I'll get a Dover mm-hmm. dial, right? Yeah, because <laughs> that's the struggle I have with Mexican food, right? I know you're in the you're in the same thing with with same. like in a different category, right? Like, right. why is this taco so much money? It's like, why is that croissant so much? You know, exactly. Like, for do, you know how, do you know what goes into making mole? <laughs> Like why? Like why do you have to pay more for a croissant than a concha? Like why? Why do it? Why is it like a croissant? Like you know what? You know the you know the level of artistry that it is to make a real concha that is crispy on the mean, outside right? and airy and fluffy that when you eat it you don't even notice. It's the same technique as a I croissant. Know. I know. Maybe we should call it concha. So we're like, no, concha. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the thing is here because I've always said it for better or for worse, and I've always said in the next decade. People will refer to Oaxaca the same way they refer to Paris. People will mm-hmm. definitely romanticize that. Like Emily in Paris is going to be like Emilia in Oaxaca. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's going to be. Fashion week is in Oaxaca now. Like all these things are happening it's slowly, but it's changing. And that will just distribute through the country. And before you know it, it's going to be like Europe, who, what? It's going to be Mexico, Central America. And you are in the perfect position because you're the first day one there to be able to understand and open doors for many other women who are going to just thrive in this industry. But I, this is such a great segue for me. All that to say for everyone out there listening, all our super mamas don't, and I'm not saying don't support other brands. I'm saying appreciate and learn where your money goes. Be very thoughtful, be very smart on where you shop and what you shop and who owns these brands. Because some people might be like, I don't say it's because I'm muy cara. Esa, esa, in la jamón de no palera. Mm-hmm. Like, what a luxury. Girl, you're out there drinking your latte that costs $7. Girl, you're out there, you know, buying your Oxitan at the mall for 20 bucks. That is, ju- mm-hmm. they're just selling you, you know, parabens. But because of the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, right? It's like the harder it is to pronounce, the more expensive it is, right? That's what I was saying. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I don't think it's like changing our name. It's like being proud of who we are, right? So yeah, no, it's yeah, like, girl, true. get it right and be thoughtful where you put your money. And, you know, and on that point, I mean, I feel like sometimes the people, oftentimes, I'm going to say the the people that have complained about prices are Latinas. And it's like this, it's really sad. It's like this crabs in a barrel mentality. It's like, well, real Latinas can afford that. Girl, okay, what in the hell does that mean? Like, real Latinas need to stay poor? Is that what that means to be mm-hmm. really a Latina? Like, you drag us all down with that mentality. Yeah. This, like, this fear that somehow if we succeed, we're somehow no longer connected to our roots is complete garbage. Yeah. More of us need to succeed, right? More of us need to open more doors. More of us need to be in those positions of economic power so we can continue to help everybody else. Help, mm-hmm. help, them, help them, right? 
And so it's, it was, it hurt my feelings in the beginning. Like it stung, but now like I just use it as fuel for the fire. I'm like, the fact that you think that just makes me lean into this even more. Like, in fact, let me go raise my prices. (laughs) (laughs) I will add a a, a zero to that bank account. (laughs) No, we, you know, I, I, I completely, I completely relate to what you're saying. And I love that you're out there again, spreading the the gospel, but not just that, but you, cause you say true to yourself. You associate, and I adore that of you, that you're just you. And again, you're so connected to the culture, to everything and bringing it back to, you know, when I first came and talking about your, your Shark Tank episode was so important. And I think it really raised the awareness and it raised so much of a pride to be able to say no to a white man. Because siempre, like the, the story is, si, señor, como... So like that was just such a milestone and I loved it and you were the real winner and I'm sure you're going to continue to succeed and I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to call you a friend and hermana and, and, and thankful for your time for coming on the show. Super must go buy the soap. Please. <laughs> I always gift it on Christmas. Oh, thank you. And I, you know, the thing I hope that people in our community took away from Shark Tank is that we are the opportunity. So like, oh, you don't want to come and participate on this amazing rocket ship that I'm building, Kevin O'Leary? Then, okay, that's fine for you. But I'm giving you the opportunity, not the other way around. Because, you know, Shark Tank, I, I went in there asking for $300,000 for 5% and they wanted to, or they 600 wanted 30%. Or 600K for 10%, <laughs> which was my favorite, like, clap back. I was like, yeah. yes. And I love that they, they were like, wait, what? They're like, they're like what? And like, they had to, yeah. I'm like, you can do the math real quick. If I could do the math, you can do the math. <laughs> yeah. Two months after Shark Tank, I filmed it, right? It didn't air just till, you know, last month. But after I filmed it, I went on to raise 2.7 million, right? And with had, and had to give away a lot less equity for that much money, which is now allowing us to truly scale. And so just to say that we oftentimes make decisions out of fear where we're like, oh, this is the only chance I'm ever going to get. Mm. Oh, someone is asking me to marry them. Someone's offering me money. Like, this is it. If I don't take this chance, it, that's it. But actually, there's always more. There's always more on the other side. And so like, if you know that you deserve more, that you are worth more, don't settle because for me, like I'm 46, mm. like I've been married, I've been married and divorced twice, right? So the only t- times I've ever been regretful in my life are when I have settled. Preach, sis. You, you've never met someone who's regretted a divorce. You've never met someone who's regretted a divorce. I will be expecting that book, you know, <laughs> with everything that you're just saying, because I love it. I, I want to, I want to kind of like listen to you para que, para darme, echarme ganas every day, because I think like, <laughs> It takes a lot to stay in that mental, in that mental place. It, you know, it, yeah. having a business weighs you down. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, running a business is very emotionally draining as well. It takes a lot of work to stay in a positive mindset. Yeah. And I, I was talking to my sister the other day about it. And I said, you know what? Like for so long, I think like I operated out of fear mm-hmm. and like it, it showed, right? It showed around. And now I mean, just trying to stay away from that mentality and stay in that like, you know, mindset. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's so so many times where I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, what is the point of this? Mejor me voy, ya dejar todo. You know, there's those days where I just want to like leave everything and run away. But then, then there's other days where I'm like, let's do, let's go, you know? And yeah. like, it's really hard to say in that mentality. And I love what you're saying. I love, like, you filled me up with this energy right now, just speaking with you. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, Alina, I think that's like to your earlier point about why it's so important for us to have these conversations out in the open. It's also really important for us as like women entrepreneurs, as Latinas, to be surrounded by other Latin entrepreneurs. You need to hang out with other women who are also building, who are in the same thing, right? Of like, of striving for something, right? Because that is, that's part of like helping you stay in that mindset of that growth. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Woohoo! Well... We should get together. I would love to like sit down and chat. Yes, and we are definitely doing a pop-up in April at one of our stockists, Prelude and Don in April. So we're going to Also, I'll this is the first time I realized you live in New York. <laughs> so that I forever <laughs> thought you lived in East LA. <laughs> I mean, that's because I should. Okay. That's because I really should. If I'm an anomaly, like I'm, I'm alone. Like, I'm like, yeah, Sandra lives in, I know. I, she lives right down the street from like. Oh my Sunday. God. I really should. I really should. People in New York are like, what's a Chicana? Like literally. They don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. I am so excited to have finally met you. I know you and Brisa probably like know each other, but in person, I don't have the pleasure of meeting you in person. I, I cannot wait to meet you in person. And this was an amazing conversation. Please let 
our super mamas know where can they find you? Where can they follow you? How can they support Nopalera? How can we help you grow? Anything that you want to put out there, please let us know. Yeah. So Nopalera, you can find us online, nopalera.co. It's also our Instagram handle. We're also on TikTok. We're in boutiques all over the country, like over 400 of them. But we always love people coming to our website because we have more fun stuff there. And, you know, we're at Nordstrom, Credo. And yeah, follow us and follow our journey. We love to share our journey transparently. Also, just to inspire the community and really stay in touch, you know, stay connected. So thank, thank you, you guys. so much. No, thank you. It was such a fun conversation and we cannot wait to have you back. Super Mamas, please stay tuned for our Super Mama Pick or Tip of the Week. And we are back with the Pick or Tip of the Week. Dude, I love Sandra so much. I, I can't believe she started. The company is like, not even three years old. It's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, do you have a picker tip for this week? Yeah. So there's like a little... Sn- well, let's see. Actually, I don't. I'm unprepared. Ah, no. I know what I'm going to make my pick. I'm like, I'm unprepared, but never mind. I know what I'm going to be. Okay. <laughs> so our girlfriend, who I hope we have in the show very soon to promote her book, Linda Garcia, just launched a book called Wealth Warrior. If you all are not familiar with Linda, she's been on the show before. And she just published her first book, Wealth Warrior, Eight Steps for Communities of Color to Conquer the Stock Market. It is going to be published on April 11th, but I highly encourage everyone to please pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. And everywhere books are sold, you know, it's a it's a big deal for authors to have a good push and pre-order. So please, this is my shout out for Linda and her book, Wealth Warrior. Shout out to Linda. She will be on the show soon. So look out for that episode. I can't wait to have her on the show again because she's been here before. My tip this week, it's going to be inserts for your shoes. I didn't realize how much difference it made when mom was here a few weeks ago in in Oaxaca. I was going to say Oaxaca, here in LA. We went to get insoles. She is going to be taking a trip a long trip where she's going to be doing a lot of walking. And I had forgotten like how much of a difference insoles for my shoes had made for me. And I was talking to her and I was telling her about it. And back in 2021, when we had to come on full force back to the restaurant and I was on my feet like 14 hours a day, it was really taxing on my body. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, someone recommended, there's a store here in in, uh, in California, in Los Angeles called Route Runners. I'm sure there's Mm. many of these all over, all over the country, many different ones, different brands. Yeah. So they go, you go there and they actually put you in this machine where they measure your feet in a 3D. Then they put you in a little, in a thread so you walk and they take a video of your feet and they tell you exactly how your feet move when you walk. And I have mm. flat feet, so I like running. So sometimes mm-hmm. I, I, I idealize the shoes that I wanted to wear. When I went, they told me, you absolutely cannot wear those shoes. And they told me what kind of shoes I needed to wear. So which they shoes actually did, should you not wear? I cannot wear any really thin, like the dope Nike, the runs and stuff. I can't. I have to wear like really thick heel shoes oh. because I have flat feet. And my insoles actually helped me keep, maintain my feet like, straight. Fernando got some when we went. Mom got some when we went. I got some. Uh, um, I got some more when we went. And as soon as mom put him in her shoes, she was like, oh, like, wow, this makes a huge difference. Oh, I need to go. Yeah, because we, you know, we, Orasike, we wear shoes all the time. Sometimes, I don't even know if you know these guys, but sometimes we're wearing the wrong size of shoes. I've been wearing the wrong size of shoes for like most of my life until recently. Our brother Fernando also recently found out that he was wearing the wrong size of shoes. So sometimes... Mm-hmm. Wrong size, you know, yeah. We, wrong size, yeah. Sometimes we, we think, oh my God, my, my feet hurt, whatever. There's problem with our feet, but it's because we're wearing the wrong size of shoes. So I highly recommend you guys doing this. The whole thing where you get on the, on the thing is free. You only pay for the insoles. Um, they're about $80. But trust me, they make such a big difference. You can put them inside any shoes, any kind of shoes. You have to wear them all the time. And it makes a huge difference. If you're working out, it just makes a huge difference. So highly recommended. I think it's going to make a big difference in your just overall, you know, overall health. We're all about being healthier, better, improving ourselves. 
a better version of ourselves every day. All right. I think that's all I have for you today, sister. Amazing. All right. Amazing. I will. We will see you next time. Stay, stay safe out there. Bye. <laughs>、hey、sisters, thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromance.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas, and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas, and in the face at supermamas podcast. Oh, one more thing: we want to hear your supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline four two four three two nine three seven zero seven and leave us a message, or simply email us a voice note. To hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love, and see, see you, you next week, week. Supermamas. Super